Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We don't have the Italian stallion, but we got Selman G, the CEO of Collecti Labs, NFT Tones is in the building, and Johnny Crypto is going to be joining us later in the episode, so I'm very excited for today. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how JP Morgan is publicly planning to tokenize trillions, telling the world that blockchain is an essential product. The IMF is bullish on crypto adoption, as Binance is dominating global exchanges on almost all crypto metrics. Could this be a sign of sustainability for the world's largest exchange? Ripple is rolling out a series of financial products far beyond cross-border payments, as global regulators are gearing up for ISO standards in 2025. We break down the details, preparing our listeners for the bull run of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Selman, first off, I got to fix my green screen. So while I do that, how do you feel, my friend? And thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Apps. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you guys had a fantastic um, holiday. And I uh, hope you guys have any New Year's resolution. But, uh, guys, it's always consistency. Just start today, right? We were talking about this with apps. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. So work on your on your game plan and let's rock the year uh, 2023. So I'm super excited for this show. Uh, we got Tones here. We got apps. I'm super excited for the show. Let's go. Awesome, Salman. And NFT Tones, it would be great to plant a tree 20 years ago, but you weren't even alive, my friend. Thank you for being here. How are you feeling? Yeah, it feels good to be here and happy new year uh, to everybody in the Warrior family. I'm glad to have Abs' face back, but we all know the best looking person in the crypto team. The Good morning show is right here, but it's good to have Abs back. 100% Tones, I'll give you the crown and we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in moderate fear this morning at a 26. Nothing worth addressing. And when we go to the crypto bubbles, Solana is having a major bullish day and we'll dive into that later. The total coin market cap is $805 billion this morning. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. 
Bitcoin is sitting at 16,600. Ethereum, 1,200. XRP is 34 cents. Cardano is 25 cents. Polkadot is $4. Chainlink is 560. And Quant Network is 106. Selman G, before we dive into our news for today, what are some of the projects that you've been watching? And how do you feel about Solana's daily movement? Um, so currently, um, you know, the whole market is for me still in size. So XRP has done a crazy move like dropping um to 30 cents we we kind of talked about it the last previous um uh, analysis on on our zoom calls but um for me it's just bitcoin is still at a very risky place we need to conquer 17k with great volume it's still inside like pretty much um looking risky to me and so right now i'm just waiting doing some uh, research but i promise everybody to do more of a you know, analysis on micro cap coins, etc. to have a list in the future with the videos with great analysis so that people, uh, you know, put 50 bucks, 100 bucks, maybe, you know, the projects with high risk, high return profiles, maybe they could do a 50x return, 100x return in the next bull market. Uh, it, it's important that you do your due diligence, that we check out the, the teams and all of that stuff. So that is coming. I promise it to everyone um on discord and on zoom calls so you know check out the link in the description join the discord and so right now solana it's very risky to say uh it could be that um because we touched the certain um the, the lower boundary of a channel we we've seen a response but um still um developers and communities need to really um bring that support and support the chain otherwise it's doomed to fail and go down to four dollars and maybe even sub $1 if development, you know, ends um, and people move or migrate to other chains. Thank you, Selman. And NFT Tones, I'd love to hear from you before we dive into our topics for today. Is there any projects that you've been watching? And how do you feel about the NFT market overall? I read a pretty great article that said NFT trading is down over 98% on the year. What's that mean to you, Tones? Yo, with it being down so much, best time to start picking up some NFTs. If you go look at Gala, if you go look at those spider tanks, you want to start building up your asset, your army. This is probably now one of the best times to look at it because you're getting those coins, you're getting the coins, you're getting everything at a cheaper price. Then you could go get those NFTs, right? And then you could have your army, right? What are you going to do with this army? You could use that army, right, to rent out and start making yourself passive income, or you can buy lands and start making other ways of making passive income. Right now, I feel like it's the best time to start looking into projects, NFTs, and stuff where you could possibly potentially build up your army and then make it something so that you can rent out and use these tools, right? So that you can potentially make a passive income or passive living. And when Johnny Crypto gets on the show today, I'm really excited to have a conversation about RippleNet. We had the opportunity to speak to a private developer who works for that company. He shared some information that we did not know, not that it wasn't public information. There's a lot of misconceptions about the use of RippleNet when it comes to on-demand liquidity. But before we get into that, we get 165 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Sonny asked us a question and said, please, what is the best cold storage wallet to use? I personally use a Ledger Nano. I'm not going to say that's the best product, though. So, Selman, before we get into our topics, I'd love to talk about the price chart we're showing now. Kevin Cage put out a chart yesterday showing that we basically completed a full bear market regression when it comes to the Bitcoin price chart. And everybody knows that Bitcoin leads this market. How do you feel about the bear market overall? Is 2023 looking more bullish? Now, um, of course, recession is still a topic, right? And you see the big um, big um, business owners and, and you know, politicians maybe talking about recession, that it's going to 
continue in 2023 will be worse than 2022. But um, now when when the majority of people now, that of course, as long as they um, go for rate hikes, we could still see a little bit more like volatility in the markets. We could see Bitcoin dropping again another 20 percent. But um, um, if all these big banks or these CEOs talking about recession, uh, those were exactly the same people saying that Bitcoin is going to go to 100K, 250K, right? So if that continues and they're telling you that it's going to be 10K or 8K, whatever, then um, sooner or later you, you should, you know, join the the um, melt-up um, gang, right? So like dollar cost averaging in because it's the same thing. People thought it's going to go to 100K and they were buying and buying and then at 60K, um, you know, they... they they dumped their backs on you. So it's going to be the same kind of scenario. So if everybody's calling out for 12K, I would be cautious. Maybe we've seen the bottom. I personally still hope for one less leg down. It's possible that we can drop to like 13,700 or 800. That level is still possible. Would be an amazing buying opportunity for myself. I don't know if it's going to be great for you, but um, it's going to be the very first entry level. I'm not buying Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is going to be the indicator for me to go and buy altcoins. Now, keep in mind, when Bitcoin goes up to 20K, that doesn't mean that all altcoins will follow. Most altcoins will still see um, um, like another pullback. Dom Bitcoin dominance will rise. Uh, if Bitcoin goes up 10%, some of them will drop 10%. Some of them will only pump 1% or 2%. So um, keep that in mind, please. So just because Bitcoin is going up doesn't mean that altcoins will also uh, follow its lead. It could take a while until they rec fully recover. Uh, and please, if you want to buy into any assets right now, keep in mind all the altcoins that launched early 2021, um, all of them, um, you know, you, you need to check out their vesting schedule because there was a cliff of one year. Now uh, the team members, advisory, all of them are getting paid. All the tokens are being unlocked. And so keep in mind, there is selling pressure and they're just getting started to sell. So this is the reason why I believe most altcoins that are, you know, were issued brand new like a year ago or so or two years ago. Um, you could still see selling pressure. You, you won't see that parabolic run immediately in, in case Bitcoin goes up. You will see selling pressure, sideways action. That's it. So do your due diligence, please. Thank you, Selman. And we're about to play a really interesting video from the lead IMF news candidate talking about how 2023 is going to be a difficult year. And when I listen to this clip, it really reminds me of what we went through back in 2020, how they used all that chaos as a catalyst for crypto growth. We got 189 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into how the World Economic Forum and IMF are pushing global regulators to adopt crypto. And we're going to start with this video. My message is the following. 2023 is going to be a difficult year for the world. And the silver lining can only be that we use it to transform our economies, that we accelerate change that will underpin sounder prospects for growth. And that we, the IMF, fully recognize our responsibility to be a force for good and a force we will be, all of us. 
Powerful stuff, Selman G. I'm going to give you the open floor here. How do you feel about one of the leaders at the IMF saying that chaos is going to be used as a catalyst for crypto adoption? Now, there is also conspiracy theory. Um, for, I'm seeing conspiracy theory because, you know, it's a sensitive topic, right? And so you, you can, uh, you're the one, you know, um, who needs to, like, it, you judge here, right, based on your opinion. Um, basically, guys, the economic... Um, um, magazines, for example, like um, The Economist, for example, they had a um, a new cover letter, a cover picture, which is kind of like giving so many esoteric uh, symbols, etc., that stand for chaos in 2023, etc. So I'm I'm asking myself, why would you do that, like under a Christmas tree, etc., right? Um, so it's like, please check it out, guys. It's interesting. It's I, I I'm gonna call it conspiracy theory for now, but guys. 2023, many, many um, experts are actually saying the ones that really uh, talked about 2020 and the outcome of the, the you know, the C word, what would happen, et cetera. All these, the same people are now saying that there is going to be something. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like check out um, the different, um, I would say, opinions on that cover letter, maybe the symbols, like some people analyze it. It's interesting. And it's like, it's not nothing new, right? We covered The Economist multiple times. Check out who is behind The Economist, who's the major shareholders. Just type it in, The Economist shareholders, and you'll, you'll find immediately who owns them, right? And so it's it's interesting. It's it's nice to dive into that. But guys, all I can tell you is this, um, the, the same experts that were actually true about the C word and all of that, they are now saying that there is going to be chaos and um because of that, this and that reason. And now when the IMF and many others tell you that, you know, climate change and, and uh, blockchain technology is coming, um, CBDCs are uh, being introduced. It's interesting because I've, I've received um, a notification in Turkey, for example. They are officially, um, literally the deputy, um, it should be the prime minister, but um, please, um, I need to check again who that was. But it was a definitely a government official saying that blockchain technology will be integrated to the digital wallets, digital identities soon because they already have this digital identity or the, the platform where you can do any government uh, related topic. You can do it with an app soon. That's going to be on the blockchain. CBDCs will come as well. That was introduced two years ago or something. So that is going to come. And they, they officially made the announcement. You see Turkey is with a high inflation, a pilot project. Many of these countries will um, do the same. And then eventually it's going to be in Europe. It's going to be in the U.S. And you will have a digital uh, wallet, a digital ID, and it's completely going to run on uh, blockchain. The question is, is it going to be a decentralized blockchain? I highly doubt that. Um, but imagine our carbon footprints, all of that will be visible soon. And um, is it going to be a social credit system like in China? I don't know. I want to call it a conspiracy for now, but it's kind of getting scary if you, if you um, read the news or scroll down on Twitter. So um, curious apps, what you think about that? I mean, I kind of feel like 2023 will be the biggest, you know, they're going to make the uh, big noise there. And then in 2024, 25, it's officially we're transitioning. Yeah, you know what's exciting is yesterday me and Johnny had the opportunity to speak with a Ripple developer like I had previously mentioned, and we brought up this exact topic. March 10th of 2025, everyone's anticipating there's going to be a global standard where everybody starts using these blockchain products. So we asked him transparently, 
What do you believe to be the case? Do you see a catalyst between now and 2025 that could lead investors to actually experience a bull run similar to what we had in 21? His answer was a very, very smart and articulate way of saying yes. He said that when the standards body is adopted, every bank on the planet is going to be using the same protocols and the same concept for liquidity. And that's what these ISO standards are here. So Selman, long story short, what I do believe will happen is 2023 is going to be a catalyst for change. Before they can roll out central bank digital currencies and universal basic income, there's going to be some sort of a massive economic collapse. And until we have that happen, I don't believe the market has bottomed. So long story short, 2023 could be rough. But when you take a longer outlook to 2025, there's much better days on the horizon. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, um, Germany, I brought it up like uh, months ago or multiple times that Germans love cash, right? I mean, physical money, right? Um, they don't love digital uh, money and um, many places, literally, um, Sometimes you can't pay with a credit card in Germany. And um, this was until the C word happened, actually, because um, with the C word, all of a sudden, all restaurants everywhere, any grocery store, doesn't matter. They said, please pay with uh, your debit card, with your credit card. Right. It was funny because, you know, you pay a certain fee, extra fee when you use your debit card or credit card. I mean, they prefer uh, cash over, you know, uh, electronic money. But the funny thing is, money was dirty, and we have something going on, right? C word, and money is dirty. Please use your phone, phone, your Apple Pay, whatever it is, to pay. And so, what happened is, people were introduced or educated on credit cards. People don't like that, but they were forced to. And now, literally, I see many people using Apple Pay. It's super simple, right? I mean, technology innovation. We want to make life easier. Yes, it's great. You don't have to carry, but the freedom is going away. They can track everything. They see everything. And that's a great way to introduce people to digital wallets, digital identities. It's going to come. Digital identities. Well, if I have, you know. I mean, if I can just take it right back to you here, but don't you think it's an illusion of lack of transparency, right? Like everything's going to be logged in and blocked on the blockchain. But when you think about what data companies are doing, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok specifically, they're already logging all of our data, whether it's legally or illegally, however you want to classify it. TikTok and Coach JVs broke this down. They, they record everything on your screen. It's not just when you're using their application. If your application's running in the background on your phone and you log in to say your MetaMask, it's supposedly TikTok records that information. And I think that's a legitimate concern. And maybe blockchain could make those those ideas more transparent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have my concerns with, not concerns, but like I always say, um, you know, it's all great. Decentralization sounds great. Bitcoin, XRPL, all of that is decentralized, beautiful. But then what I think is it the, it's beautiful as long as your wallet, nobody knows your wallet address, because once you give away your wallet address, I can see anything you do, any transaction forever. You can't, even if you want to use, I don't know, what was that called again? Tornado cash, but whatever, the government yeah. can track it back. You know, it's, it's a matter of time until all these agents are being educated on it and they have the tools to track everything with AI. Maybe I'm, I'm not an expert there, but like they, they will do it immediately, but it's, on the ledger, someone in um, Antarctica, like any random dude, will be able to track all your funds, where it's going, where you've sent it. That's it. But when it's um, like normal, like cash, or is it, if it's just your bank, then it's not that easy. Like the government will be able to see it. Some data companies maybe, but it's not going to be you and me. 
uh, checking out like all your transactions. That's going to be private, right? Your bank will know it, but not anyone else. And that's like the concern of blockchain. But it's interesting. We all like, uh, you know, we what, the only thing that blockchain makes it easy is like um, ownership. You own that, right? But people will see that you own it and people will see every single transaction you make. That's, um, you know, the, the only issue with that. But um, other than that, it's obviously a great way you own things. It's um, you own the private keys. You don't have a bank that could, you know, uh, go bankrupt or anything like that. So it's interesting. But um, this kind of thing, apps, I'm, I'm kind of scared, of course, um, because we as a world aren't like we're not going into a like good direction and people have been separated and we'll find out soon in 2023. 425 how the digital wallets will you know change our lives we'll see thank you Selman. and as we know jp morgan is actually working on developing a decentralized supposedly a decentralized digital identity that they would have access to and we would also have access to within a private wallet but we got 240 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button i'm excited to be back today and i wanted to dive into this real quick Selman, before we talk about how jp morgan is planning to tokenize trillions in traditional assets Bitcoin just did something it's never done before, having completed four red quarters in a row. And anybody who knows anything about the Bitcoin price chart is these red candles are a blessing, Selman, because inevitably we go back green. So how do you feel about us having four negative quarters all throughout the year of 2022? Is that actually a bullish catalyst for this price chart? So um, now, of course, Bitcoin has never seen a recession before. The money printing machine was always on, guys. And this time, obviously, when you see, um, you know, closing uh, four quarters, like bearish, uh, it's it makes sense, right? It makes sense why this happened. But I actually want to show you something, Apps. Um, on Bitstamp, we have great data, right? And um, let me let me share my screen, screen and, and show yeah. you guys um, this interesting um it's you know, this interesting chart. So on the yearly time frame, since 2011, we've only had one bearish closing, one year close bearish, right? So 2022 has been officially that uh, bearish move. The last bull market was also three year bullish, three year um, of you know bullishness, and then one year of bearishness. But this doesn't mean that we're now pumping immediately. Of course, we could still see, you know, more lows and see this this wick. But historically, uh, what we've seen is um, 2023 should be closing above 16,600. So it should be closing above and it should be a green candle. In this case, you know, like a transparent white one. Um, but right now we could still see that low. I'm hoping for it. 13,700 would be a great entry for myself. But we could drop to 12K, who knows? But it's it would be of short nature. Immediately, we would go back up, I hope. And at the end of 2023, we should see a bullish uh, closing. So maybe it's going to be 21K. I don't, I don't know, and I don't care because, you know, with the Bitcoin halving early 2024, we should see uh, the narrative changing and people buying in again. And then the real bull market could slowly start again and the peak could be early 2025. Who knows? But, um, yeah. you know... Buying right now, no financial advice, but like buying right now, checking out the history of Bitcoin, and then maybe that the recession will end before they officially tell you, hey, guys, we will turn on or cut rates now and turn on the money printing machine. Before that happens, you'll see recovery in the markets and slowly, you know, an uprise. 
And with that, you know, most likely 2023 will close bullish like a green candle. So let's hope for it. So buying right now and waiting for a year, you, you might see profits, but no financial advice, of course. Ch do your due diligence, check out the charts, experiment a little bit and design your game plan. Thank you, Selwyn. And these macro charts are phenomenal. Anytime we can get a red candle like that, it's typically a bad sign for the traditional investor. But anybody who's educated in this market knows you're just buying the same exact asset on a discount. But let's dive into our first article for today because Binance is showing to be one of the strongest global exchanges. And we brought the statistics to back it up. I'd like to dive into the details of whether you think this is a misdirection or if this is validation that Binance is going to be a sustainable path for the future. Senior Arcane Research Analyst says Binance is the winner of crypto exchanges in 2022, regardless of what metric you use to measure it. Binance dominated the global crypto market, completing 92% of spot volume, 66% of global perpetual volume, and 61% of BTC perpetual futures volume. These are massive numbers, and we've really never seen a Binance or any exchange have dominance to this measure. Selman, I'd love to kick it to you. It tells me a lot about the transactions taking place outside the United States. But 92% of volume is not only outside the United States, it's taking place on Binance. Does that sound correct to you? Yeah, Binance is, uh, has become a monopoly, man. I'm, I'm super scared because everybody's scared. What if Binance is the last hope now? If Binance collapses, then it's game over for everyone. They own a lot of Bitcoins. And if they were about to sell them or whatever happens, I highly doubt that for now. Of course, you know, imagine you're a monopoly. Why would you... Uh, start, I don't know, like um, doing stuff what FTX did. You can make a lot of money. You're the boss in the space. You're the Amazon of uh, crypto, right? Of um, Just like Amazon is the, the, the king of e-commerce, uh, Binance is the king of uh, crypto right now. And so right now, um, if you want to do analysis apps, you want to check out like Bitcoin charts, etc. I always recommend Binance because Binance has the highest volume and Volume tells you something. And let me share you this, um, the futures data. I always bring that up on our uh, calls with uh, Warriors. Open interest and the top trader long short ratio on Binance. That tells me a story. Open interest has been, you know, bearish or let's say very low, right? That's the right word. Very low for a long time now, for over a month now. And you see, we've seen a little pump last time, but it, decreases again on a daily basis uh so uh, on the daily time frame sorry um and you see money is now flowing in probably because of holiday time but mid january china is officially going into uh, holidays so january i'm not hoping any crazy bullishness in um january maybe bearishness because volume will be low money is not flowing in plus the long short ratio has been like close to two for a couple days now. It's currently at 1.83, meaning people are overconfident that this is the bottom. We have more long positions than short positions. And this basically means that um, market makers could do the opposite to liquidate people because they're making the money, you know, they're making their money through liquidations. And um, so meaning right now at resistance with low volume and low open interest rate, but long short ratio above 1.5 that tells me that we there is still the door is still open for liquidations and we could still see bitcoin going down obviously we can't predict what's going to happen right uh, we're not sure what's going to happen it's all just predictions but 
this is why I'm still waiting. It's still too risky for me. I'm going to wait for confirmations. Once we break certain resistance zones, then, you know, I could do my purchase if we're uh, seeing recovery in the markets, not only Bitcoin, but like S&P, Dow Jones, then, you know, we might see, um, you know, we should, we, we could get in again, but for now I'm just waiting. Thank you, Selman. And we're about to dive into our most important topic for today is JP Morgan has just announced that they plan to tokenize trillions of dollars and move them onto the blockchain. We got 232 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto will be joining us eventually, or at least that's what I've been told. But JP Morgan wants to bring trillions of tokenized traditional assets to the DeFi protocols. And we've talked about this for a long time on our show. Selman, I want to bring up this point in particular. In October of this year, JP Morgan announced that they were creating a digital identity wallet solution, and that's currently under development. You brought it up earlier in the episode, and I'd like to pause for just a minute and talk about the connections we're bringing here. They're going to tokenize traditional assets and then incorporate your digital identity to allow you to have access to money you would have never seen before. So maybe you can just speak a little bit to that, and then we'll dive into the details of this article. Um, so I don't know much about the details, but it's pretty much the way you... you um said it sounds like it's like that you know what was it called the app in china wechat yeah you know you you can do pretty much everything with that so it's kind of scary it's convenient but it's also scary because everything is just in one place and what if something happens right so um it's not decentralized basically you know um so i'm a little skeptical still waiting but you know it's probably going to make life more convenient for um you know for all of us but it's still, you know, a security aspect. It's going to be a little risky. Anybody who knows about traditional markets knows that almost 80% of all value is in the derivatives and U.S. Treasury market funds. And that's what JP Morgan is planning on tokenizing. So when you talk about trillions of dollars, the stock market is about $12 trillion, I believe. If you talk about the derivatives market, that's $2 quadrillion. So trillions, it's really a small number. But JP Morgan put out a statement in October stating that over time, we think the tokenization of U.S. treasuries or money market funds means that all the potential could be used to collateralize in DeFi pools. The overall goal is to bring these trillions of dollars of assets into the DeFi class and allow new mechanisms of trading, borrowing, and lending at scale through the use of digital identity. So you're literally looking into the future, Selman. Love to get some thoughts here, and we'll kick it to Tones. Man, it's the scariest part. Imagine we have more paper than we own the assets, right? The real assets, you said $12 trillion, and then derivatives. Literally, it was derived from that asset. It's not real. It's just paper. It's just a huge bubble. And they're trying to like tame it, um, have more control over it maybe, right? Um, for, for some users, it's going to be helpful. If stock if stocks are actually tokenized, that's great because we've heard it with Robin Hood, with many others. They literally take your, um, your stocks. You just park them on the exchange. They literally take it to lend it to someone else who you know, goes out and shorts the stock and all of that stuff. Right. And they, uh, over lend it. And, uh, imagine this is, this should be illegal, but, and it is, but you know, they pay a fine and they continue doing that. It's, it's so weird. And th- this is why it's, it's going to be great if stocks are being tokenized because you can't over lend a token, right. It's going to be visible on the um, blockchain, um, unless it is, you know, on their wallet and they do stuff like FTX did. So that is uh, risky, but like, um, man, 
curious how how that's gonna um i'm pretty sure jp morgan is gonna be successful with that they always you know they're successful with most what they do so um we'll see NFT Tones, I'd love to get some thoughts from you here. The Onyx blockchain is what JP Morgan is planning to use for this digital identity program. But anybody who knows about JP Morgan knows they're incentivized for Ethereum to succeed. I'd love to talk about when you believe they're tokenizing assets, is there any chance they choose a different blockchain besides Ethereum? I mean, it's hard to say, but since they're so advocates for Ethereum, they probably won't. But it all depends on what they decide to do. I find it really interesting that they're going to, we, me and Salman have talked about this before that they're going, people are going to tokenize everything. And now this just further proves our point that everything's going to be tokenized further in the future. Considering the fact that JP Morgan is already starting to do this, it just shows more potential behind NFTs and crypto. And that this could be really, really huge. I think that this is going to be really, really big. The further this, the further we look at this and the more we pay attention to this, I think that this is going to be really big. Thank you, NFT Tones. And this is a really interesting detail here. The Onyx blockchain confirmed does run on Ethereum. And we got 261 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. One component of JP Morgan's blockchain-based collateral settlement system that was extended last month. And this is interesting because obviously Ripple and there are other products out there that are much better settlement solutions than the Onyx blockchain, which is built on Ethereum. Someone would love to get some of your thoughts there. When do you believe we see a pivot is it going to be 2025 until we actually see blockchains other than Ethereum be adopted by big banks? Oh, good question, man. Um, I honestly, um, I don't have like an opinion. I, I wasn't really like paying attention to that because I'm like, man, <laughs> 2023 will be the start. And probably, yeah, after, you know, I'm, I'm checking, I'm actually looking at things like virtual worlds, metaverse, right? And all of them, they they say that after 2025, there is going to be lots of things happening in China and um, like in, in Dubai, UAE. And um, so they, they always say 2030 will be like this whole industry will be trillions of dollars worth, but it all starts with wallets and then, you know, the basics and banks are first invested in it. And then, you know, um, customers come and join the space. So I would say, yeah, they, they, you know, you see many uh, trademarks being filed right now in a bear market. So 2023 will probably be the experimenting phase, maybe end of 2023, you can hear about stuff that could also um, catapult us in a uh, bull market because PayPal, you know, offering Bitcoin end of 2020 in October, that was like the catalyst. And um, that's probably going to happen again. And then like, probably 2024, We'll see more action, man. But 25, I, I'm pretty sure you will see many countries already, you know, um, pilot projects are done. It's not pilot testing or something, beta testing. It's officially rolling um, in 25. And Selman, I love these two comments here. I'd love to just paint a picture of what could take place between now and 2025. Mr. Wright commented and said, banks still do not have enough tier one assets. They're FOMOing into heavy metals and some crypto is now allowed to be a tier one asset class. Anybody who remembers the article from a couple of weeks ago, central banks around the world are going to be able to hold one to 2% of their tier one allocation in cryptocurrencies. Now that's going to be a slow adoption over the next 24 to 36 months. But Gonzo brought up something else that's really important. If JP Morgan does decide to build on Ethereum, 
they're going to need a layer two scaling solution. They already have a relationship with Matic. So Polygon could be another cryptocurrency that experiences massive growth through the adoption of JP Morgan. Selman, really quick, one question I have for you. Why would anybody choose to use a layer one like Ethereum when you need a layer two to solution to scale, when you could just choose an XRPL ledger and scale without the need for that layer two, for that second layer? Yeah, correct. Um, I mean, Ethereum is going to be more scalable with um, Ethereum, you know, I would say, you know, 2.0 is coming. I'm getting a phone call. Sorry, guys. So I'm curious. Um, you know, all of them are decentralized. My question is, would they really go for a decentralized platform or would they have a, like skin in the game? Is it going to be a layer two that is not completely decentralized that where they still have, you know, um, a touch? XRPL, bro, I don't think they would use XRPL. The reason is XRP, like proof of stake is still centralized it can be centralized if you own lots of validators and and you know you own a lot of um tokens right or coins and so xrpl that doesn't have that um staking it's completely you know decentralized you have um and it's not really possible for you to have hundreds of validators and you can act maliciously that's not possible so they can't manipulate it xrpl is a very decentralized one but like bitcoin uh, ethereum all of that especially with proof of stake nothing has changed you can still uh, we know that it, it can be centralized because there are big whales holding a lot of uh, ethereum they could really manipulate uh, the chain if they wanted to right it is possible so actually great for them because they want to have skin in the game and so um, this is why they're probably going to come up with their own chain or they're going to use um, any chain that is giving them more um, options, right, to to enter, like to uh, manipulate maybe or, you know, have control. But XRPL is probably not the, the right one for them. And we saw a great video from the IMF this past week talking about how central banks around the world are launching their product, a central bank digital currency. And we're going to see that in 2023, whether it's the United States, India or China. All of those countries are in the uh, are currently in their pilot program for their central bank digital currency. And we could see beta testing roll out as early as the summer of 2023. We're about to play a video of Brad Garlinghouse breaking down all the details that can be built onto the XRPL. And during the Ripple development meeting that I had yesterday, they actually defined RippleNet not specifically to be used as on-demand liquidity. It can have a number of use cases, and I think that's what Brad Garlinghouse is hinting out in this video. We're going to let this play and go back to the group. Here we go. Improving the efficiency of those, those systems. I think you'll see that. Certainly, you've seen it in security settlement as an opportunity. Uh, the, the, the financial transactions around bonds, around derivatives, a lot of these things take a while to settle, and the, the friction associated actually holds back the industry. Insurance is an industry I think you're going to see touched. Uh, trade finance is an industry that really Ripple, some of our customers have invited us to participate in. Uh, and you've seen experimentation around identity in uh, real estate and title management. And you know, these are all examples where I think it's so hard to predict where this will go in the same way that 25 years ago when I first got involved in the Internet of Information, I never could have predicted on my smartphone I'd press a button and I'd have a car picking me up minutes later you know i think this will permeate lots of different parts of our society nft tones the revolution is already upon us what does this clip mean to you my friend that brad garlinghouse is stating on-demand liquidity is just one facet of what ripple does they're going to have an impact in all financial markets 
I mean, it's just, they're just trying to tell us to pay attention to what they're doing. I mean, it's not just XRP. All crypto have different um, use cases and that they all can provide different solutions or solutions to potential problems that we have. So this is something that we really need to pay attention to and not just Ripple, but all cryptocurrencies because we always say that there's real coins and then there's those shit coins and we always say that one percent of the coins are going to survive and that 99 percent of them are going to die so you need to find the coins that have real use case solutions that solve real world problems and those are the coins that will survive uh somewhat like xrp because xrp has real use cases and that will help drive people into the coin and help solve problems that are being done or uh help solve problems that are already occurring that we need to solve. Uh, Salman, I'd love to get your take on this. Yesterday, we discussed how the RippleNet committee is globally working to bring blockchain to people like us without us even knowing it, right? Eventually, I'm going to send money to Salman in Germany, and the bank is what's going to be using XRP or some of these new settlement systems. I'm not even going to realize that they're using some of these cryptocurrencies. Well, we got some new details around that specific topic. When Bank of America and Santander begin using Ripple's technology, we're going to see a slow migration over the next 24 to 36 months. And we got that confirmation from somebody who works at Ripple yesterday. Now, that is totally public information. Bank of America has already stated that after the SEC lawsuit, they plan on using RippleNet for a number of financial products and on-demand liquidity is just one of them. How do you feel about this news here, Selman, that the fact that Brad Garlinghouse is stating XRP is going to be used for loans, liquidity, insurance, and several other DeFi products? Uh, guys, please um, keep in mind, you know, all the possibilities we know that you can do with tokenization or we know in the near future, this could happen, that will happen, but, you know, it's not um, official yet. Nobody has programmed it maybe yet. Like there's going to be some possibilities, right, in the near future. All of that is still very limited. Like our, our uh, thoughts, our imagination is still limited. We don't know what's going to happen in um, the next 10 years. Maybe in the next bull market, new things will pop up and we're like, man, forget about everything. This is bullish. This is the next big trend. Right, something like that. Soulbound token, artificial intelligence. Yeah, That'll be the next example. This is this is like people say that we're just um, scratching the surface. It's like so deep, and we haven't uh, discovered all the possibilities yet. Right. It, the same goes with um, like tokenization, etc. We don't know everything, and so even even with NFTs, we think, hey, this is a great utility. That is a great utility. But imagine, um, I, I forgot the name for now. But like it was on Solana, literally uh, Jackie was using it. Like you can walk and earn uh, rewards, right? Uh, it's called Steppen. Steppen, yeah, correct. And we were like, man, this is a fantastic idea. It's it's new. It's, you know, fresh, fresh new um, utility that, you know, can make NFTs fun again. And so imagine in the next two years, there's going to be lots of trend changes, so many different trends. And you're like, man, there are endless possibilities. And so um, probably, yeah, Brad is completely right. I'm, I'm totally bullish on the future. I, I believe, um, you know, within the next five to 10 years, so much stuff is going to happen in the metaverse also where you need XRPL, right, where you need blockchains. Um, and currently we think metaverse is a place where, you know, for example, the Met Academy soon uh, where people come together. We have live courses, live events, all of that stuff. People can do networking, but that's most likely just scratching the surface. You'll see crazy trends coming out in the next five years, 10 years. 
And it's not just going to be gaming. It's going to be lots more as technology, like hardware is also uh, improving. So I'm super bullish on this apps. And Selman, think about the price charts that we started this episode with. The World Economic Forum's narrative fits perfectly into what you described for 2023. As the World Economic Forum says that crypto will go mainstream, but the IMF is predicting a recession in 2023. And what's really interesting is that the World Economic Forum blamed crypto's meltdown on an indecision from lawmakers. And when you dive into the details of this article, particularly they are blaming many U.S. officials for being stagnant around cryptocurrencies. It also said that traditional banks are key to maturing of the industry as the IMF predicts a noteworthy recession for 2023. Bitcoin's lightning network could prove crucial to economies that respond slowly to monetary policy. Now that I'm reading that final line, it seems like there's a lot of bias within this article that they are promoting a lightning network for Bitcoin. That's very funny. But I'd like to stick on the point about the IMF. World Economic Forum is already working with Ripple, and we know that they are planning on crypto going mainstream is it fair to draw those connections, Selman? The IMF and World Economic Forum are going to bring instant settlement to the world, and we're going to experience some of that in 2023. So um, obvi- obviously IMF or World Economic Forum, all of them, they're not separate people. It's like a group organization. At some point, they're linked together, right? So um, it's, you know, um, IMF has, again, when big institutions tell you this is going to happen, I always want to think twice before I do, uh, before I take action, because I've, I've read so much, I've seen so much with FTC and others, how they pretty much like work against the people. Right. And it's just, um, um, I don't want to say, you know, actually, but like, um, conspiracy again, I'm going to say conspiracy. There is a conspiracy out there that most of them are, you know, corrupt right and so they're not working for the people it's actually for big institutions right and so when you see right now that um somehow they are telling you a recession will come oh god we're losing um actually what happens is we've seen that in the past this is why it's not really like conspiracy what i'm saying but we've seen some examples and best example is gary gansler actually talked about it remember guys when he said when there is like a new startup and you see it's getting bigger and bigger and it kind of becomes a threat, you need the big banks or let's say big institutions need to buy in first, like in order before it can really do um, any uh, operation because we run the, the country, we rule it, we are the boss here and um, you you have to obey, right? We want to have skin in the game. And, you know, this is why we say it's all by design that Ripple was a suit. There is something happening. Gary Gensler himself said it in 2018 in his MIT course. Check it out on YouTube. It's just crazy. And so when I see all these big banks, you know, crypto is their biggest threat. And now in a recession, obviously crypto isn't the only focus. They have, they, they're buying other stuff as well. Maybe banks that are almost like at the edge, like uh, dying, right? They, they, JP Morgan Chase is buying them as well, acquiring all these banks. But crypto as well, they are now hunting but you and I don't hear about this. This is happening quietly. And then in 20, end of 2023, maybe 24, 25, you'll see these crazy predictions. Bitcoin is going to go to a million dollars, all of that. And not even that, they're setting, you know, the stones, uh, the, 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 the layers, uh, the foundation is being prepared. Um, the, the technological infrastructure is being prepared. And then all of a sudden you're like, Man, how, when did that happen? I've never heard of that. Exactly. It was quietly happening. So World Economic Forum partnering with Ripple isn't something, isn't something new. That has been on their website for years, right? But now that you see 
um, IMF talking negative about the economy. That's kind of a sign very soon we're going to find the bottom, very, very soon. And so they want you to sell your bags so that they can buy it for a good discount and um, sell it to you eventually with great bullish news. And interestingly enough, Selman, when you check out whenever we have historically a red year in the stock market, there's about eight years of green afterwards. And we just experienced our second red year in the past five. So two of the last five years for the stock market have been red. And somebody put out a, uh, an interesting question. It said, give me your best guess. What, what comes next after this red candle? Obviously, it would be a series of green candles. And when you talk about the World Economic Forum and the IMF stating 2023 is going to be a horrible year, everybody should avoid traditional assets. That tells me I should at least begin hedging into the market or opening up the idea that I could be being misled. Well, we got 263 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I wanted to talk about this real briefly before we get into our next article, Selman. Fun fact, if you invested $1,000 in Bitcoin just 10 years ago today, that would be $1.2 million. How many of those opportunities exist in the market today? Obviously not as many as before, but I do believe there are individual crypto projects that could have historical gains similar to Bitcoin. So really briefly, what do you think about that stat, Selman? Um, this is, thank you so much for bringing that up. Guys, Bitcoin was obviously the best way to get, uh, you know, rich, right? The best way, I don't know of something else. Maybe you like in, investing in Amazon, et cetera, but like, you know, Bitcoin was just crazy if you were one of the early buyers, but most of us are not so, or all of us. So this is why skip that. XRP has a market cap of, you know, 20, 30 billion. So um, forget it. You, you can't expect that one to do the same performance that Bitcoin did in the last 10 years. Um, that quickly, the whole world needs to run on XRPL. Trillions of dollars need to be there so we can become super, super rich and wealthy. However, we can really become rich with um, with all of that. But the best way to become wealthy isn't through crypto. Crypto, it's like a lottery maybe where you can where you make money. But eventually, if your mindset is not ready, and this is basically what you know, 3T Academy is teaching, and um, all the all the wealthy people, they know how um, to to manage money, right? And you see statistically, all the ones that learn um, that you know want a lot from lottery, all of them lost the money in a couple of years and became worse. Also from a um, their health and all of that de declined uh, drastically. And so you see, because they have lack of understanding, like they don't understand money. So if you had $1.2 million, it's easy to say, yeah, I would just invest in an XRP or this and that. Bro, at some point you would waste it. You don't know how to make more money with that. It, it wasn't really, you weren't productive. You just invested. And it's the same thing. I really, really hope that JV is right. And we're all right that 2023 you know, um, Ken Mack is saying that as well. Many people are actually saying that 2023, it, it's probably not going to be like 1929, that great depression. But we really hope that the market in general is not recovering that fast. You should see these great opportunities. This is the best time to start your own side hustle, to start your business. Work hard because if you do it right now in a cold depression, statistically, all the ones that have started in a depression – and, and were, had a burning desire and worked hard on their, um, you know, uh, amb ambitions, et cetera. Trust me, um, they, you know, had, you know, they had a Bitcoin bull run, actually, and they were super productive. Educate yourself in the spare market. You, you have a year left, guys. Educate yourself. Join the Discord, all of them. Check out YouTube, anything, right? 
gain knowledge, check out courses on Udemy, whatever it is, gain knowledge because this is the best time because when the bull market hits, you won't have time to do, you know, learn anything. You, this is the best time. Educate yourself and then um, learn how to manage money, right? Invest it um, smartly and then sooner or later, trust me, you will see hundreds of Bitcoin situations where you like situations like Bitcoin where you make millions and you know how to make money, more money with that million dollar, right? So I'm like super yeah. bullish on the future. Let's hope, honestly, let's hope that it still lasts longer. I hope, I really hope that Bitcoin, et cetera, all of them are not dipping or bottom. Like we're, I hope that we don't see a bottom anytime soon. I really want the market, the economy in general to go sideways maybe or to drop. I want this place to be boring as possible so I can still have lots of time to do education. A hundred percent, Selman. And when you talk about having million dollar opportunities in this market, there's two ways you're going to understand why you shouldn't be selling your crypto. One, if you understand the real world use case or two, if you understand that the money press is infinitely running and some of these traditional assets that are hedged against the dollar bill are only going to appreciate in price. We are yet to see a utility run for cryptocurrency and everybody in 2021 was anticipating that we were going to see some utility through Ethereum, some utility through the XRPL. Clearly that didn't happen and that hindered a lot of the growth that came into the market. And the last point I want to make is we are yet to experience any form of crypto regulation. If we do get crypto regulation in the United States, you're going to see trillion dollar institutions like Chase, Bank of America, Santander, and several others start purchasing millions, billions, and possibly eventually trillions of dollars worth of these assets. We got 261 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. NFT Tones, I'm going to kick it to you, and then we'll dive into two more articles. So yeah, I, I just want to say I find this tweet really interesting because like if you invested a thousand dollars ten years ago, you could have one point two six million now. But the thing is, a it wasn't easy to invest in crypto, and b they didn't have wallets like they do now. Like the wallets were on your computer, and if the computer went bad or if you lost the password to that wallet, guess what? You're screwed, and that money, that coin, is just stuck there, and you can never get access to it again. So a lot of people were losing the coins and the crypto from five, 10 years ago because they forgot the coins and stuff, or they forgot the password or forgot where they put it or other things, or the computer went bad. Right. And in that case, then it's all gone. So people could have lost a shit ton of money just by holding it. So people were afraid back in the day. So it's hard to say that you could have made this investment 10 years ago, because if you did, it, it would have just been pure luck considering the fact that it wasn't, you couldn't really hold it like we can now. So it, it definitely is, we can see how the technology is changing and evolving and how we're going more towards this route. 100% NFT tones. When you talk about 2023, crypto regulation is the conversation that continues to come up. Well, Italy just approved a 26% capital gains tax on all cryptocurrency transactions where you make over $2,000. So NFT tones really quickly as a fellow Italian, what's this news mean to you? Yeah. God damn, 26% capital gains tax. God damn, Italy. Come on. 100% NFT tones. And what's funny about this article in particular is that they actually defined cryptocurrencies as something we haven't seen before. So crypto assets in, in Italy are defined as a digital representation of value or rights that can be transferred and stored electronically using a distributed ledger technology or a similar product. Previously, these crypto assets were treated as foreign currencies. So this is a massive fundamental change because instead of being taxed at only 14%, now Italy is going to be taxing people who make crypto gains at 26%, Selman. Really quick, any comments on this article? 
in Germany, if you hold your crypto for at least one year, 365 days, it's completely tax-free. But if it's uh, less than a year and you made more than cumulative 600 euros, which is basically nothing, but you pay income tax on that. And that can be high. If you make like easy $30,000, $40,000 maybe or more with crypto, 100K, you pay like 45% or something, you know. It's it's hard. So if you start in a bull market, it's going to hurt you because you're going to see the first time that you're making money and then uh, eventually you have to pay the taxes. But like if you're just buying in a bear market, holding for a whole year, um, it's completely tax free. I would definitely want that more than just, uh, you know, capital gain, uh, you know, capital gains tax. But for businesses, this is amazing. In Germany, for capital t- uh, gains tax, you pay 1.5 percent apps if you have. Um, you know, uh, LLC, for example, for that, right? You literally pay 1.5%. It it makes sense to run that company if you have more than 100,000 euros in funds um, or assets under management. But if you're a private person, you know, it's 26% here for stocks. But I hope that it still stays that way, that crypto is, you know, tax-free for holding for a whole year. So we'll, um, but all countries are coming now really aggressively, even uh, Portugal, uh, is you know came out with uh, with a plan they're coming man all of them are coming because it's so easy to transfer funds etc they you know for anti-money laundering etc they want you to um, file taxes 100 selman and we're going to dive into our last article for today which is an interesting development on the xrp ledger this new amendment could be cool and worth noting a vote to apply a new amendment to the xrpl reached consensus at 82 percent this past week this amendment is called Check Cash Makes Trust Line, and it's designed to automatically create a trust line to hold any XRPL token that's received via check. So we're combining traditional finance with the blockchain here, NFT Tones. Last article for today. Any any details here? Uh, I feel I feel like this is really really important because to I feel like this is going to be really big for um, cryptocurrency and for the XRP network. I mean. If we read here, it says previously to cash a check, one had to create a trust line for the token being received manually through sending the uh, through the sending of a special transaction. So it sounds yeah. like this will allow it to be a lot more easier and it will allow things to go uh, through um, much easier. So this will actually help out XRP and it'll be interesting to see if other currencies or other ISO 2022 coins follow and copy kind of what they're doing. Exactly. And one of the interesting details here is this application was actually filed in 2018. It was approved in 2020. And now more than two years later, it's finally being adopted. So it just goes to show how slowly some things move in this space. Someone, we got about 60 seconds left. Any comments on checks now perfectly aligning with the trust line? Yeah. For, you know, in order to buy a Genesis token, you um, needed to create a, you know, trust line that's hopefully going to, uh, you know, disappear soon. Uh, we can automatically, or if I wanted to send you a token, it would. It was a mess. You, I need to send you a link to create a trust line first, and then I can send you that token. So it's definitely going to be uh, more convenient. The, uh, I checked out the consensus. Uh, we didn't vote yet as with our validator, um, validator note, but uh, it's over eighty percent. So it's already you know uh, going to pass very soon.
Thank you, Salman. And we're going to close out today's episode by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to NFT Tones. Thank you to Selman G. And thank you to the ghost himself, Mr. Johnny Crypto. We got 256 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Tomorrow is going to be a great episode. We got XRP Jenna and a crypto-specific lawyer joining the podcast. Thank you for being here. We're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.